tell them a little bit about your vision and give it a few months so you get to know the people you'll learn who's going to be on board and be excited about possible changes that you might want to implement. I'm Julia Prince. And I'm Pam Fitzgerald. We're with the Ivy Group. Today, we're talking about advice for new library directors with Michelle Stricker. Michelle is a deputy state librarian for the New Jersey State Library. In addition to her many other responsibilities, Michelle oversees lifelong learning for New Jersey librarians, which makes her eminently qualified to advise new library directors. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks for being with us. Michelle, as you know, the profession has been aging. In fact, uh, it used to be that people retired, you know, at 60, 65. And in fact, five years ago, we knew that one quarter of librarians were 60 years of age or over. We were anticipating a huge wave of retirements. It hasn't really happened because for a variety of reasons, um, librarians are working into their 70s and 80s. Has that been your experience in New Jersey? Yes. Well, the big wave of retirements was going to come a decade ago. We've been reading about this for a long time now, but here in New Jersey, where we have over 400 libraries, everyone is wondering, when, when is this going to hit us? And I think specifically it had to do with economic reasons when people found that I just have to work longer now. I can't retire when I wanted to retire. It just didn't happen. Now, the other reason I think we didn't see that, and I think I could speak for a lot of librarians, is it's a great job. Um, And it's a job that's interesting. It's fascinating. That's fun. That keeps you engaged. It keeps your brain engaged. That keeps you socially active with people in the community. I think it's a job that people really don't want to give up because they, they do love it. As these retirements begin and the profession changes dramatically, these younger generations of librarians and library directors are coming in. What do you think that they're specifically bringing in terms of their skill sets? Are they different? They are different. And it's very exciting because I love millennials. I think they're great. I think they're going to save us all. And um, it's very exciting to see the younger generation coming in. And yes, of course, you know, they bring an entirely different mentality, I think, to, uh, to the job. I think librarians are pretty good at keeping up with the, the tech changes that are going on and with what libraries should be doing in the community today. It's no longer about the books. It's really the programming aspect of it. The community center aspect of it has really taken uh, over and come to the forefront. And I find that the younger generation is much more interested in that. And maybe because of social media, I'm not sure why, but they seem to be able to bring a different kind of a social skill set, knowing that they want to try different things. They want to be out in their community, much more so maybe than the library director that, say, has been there for 30 years. What they lack in management experience, it sounds like they make up for in youthful enthusiasm and social skill sets and fresh perspective. They do, and but we really try to train them in some mm-hmm. management experience because that is, of course, a weak mm-hmm. area. So what would your three pieces of advice be for a new director? 
Well, I couldn't put it into one sentence, but I would say that the three pieces of advice would be focusing on your staff. And there's a, there's a part A and a part B to that, depending on whether you came up through the ranks or you're a brand new director. Then learning how to work with your trustees and along with that, your elected officials. And then your focus on your community. The community piece to that is going to be key to the success of your library. So let's unpack these, Michelle. So let's talk about the staff. You said there are two scenarios, uh, one where somebody's been there a while and one where they're brand new, right? Exactly. And I think that those are two very, very different uh, approaches that you're going to have to think about as you come into your role of director. And so if you are someone who's come up through the ranks, well, now all of a sudden you are the head of this organization and your entire focus has to shift. You have to manage now people who were not at that level. You are their boss. You know, Michelle, I've, I've actually heard from some new directors that that's their biggest challenge. Do you, do you, yeah, tell, um, do you tell them that, Michelle? I mean, how exactly do you do you How do you approach that conversation? Yeah. Is it a conversation? Is it it a memo? (laughs) Well, I think it's a conversation and then it can be a memo reiterating what you said in the conversations. You know, this is, you know, this is going to be a different relationship between us now, but just the focus has got to change and you just be forthright about it. Just say there are, there are some things I need to implement and a different approach that I need to take. And I'm counting on you to understand that. And then I think you would do a memo where you would say it was, you know, I hope we had a, we had a good conversation today. Uh, We got through a lot of, you know, maybe tough things to talk about. Tell them a little bit about your vision and give it a few months so you get to know the people you'll learn who's going to be on board and be excited about possible changes that you might want to implement. And you might also learn who's going to hang back uh, and what they want to do, what their interests are, what their fears are about change. And uh, that would be my recommendation for the two different types of directors coming in fresh and coming up through the ranks. So a phased approach to rolling out new ideas. Yeah, you just don't want to come in and plow everything down. That's just not a good way to start. Okay, so it's staff, Mm -hmm. and then you've got trustees. And elected officials. Every state is different. And in New Jersey, for our municipal libraries, which comprise the vast amount of libraries in the state, the uh, mayor is actually required to be on the trustee board. So you can see the conflict right there. All right, so the mayor takes an oath of office to the municipality first, but he also sits on the trustee board and he gets to appoint all the library trustees. Now the library trustees do take an oath of office to put the library first. However, the mayor is appointing them. So I think you can get some idea of how the library can become um, a little bit politicized. Now, the trustees are entirely responsible for hiring the library director in New Jersey. And therefore, you know, as a library director, they're they're your boss. They're who you answer to. All right. So you really need to know the tenor of the board, how long have the board members been on there, because they do have, you know, they do have a term limit, say, but they can just be reappointed by the mayor every five years until infinity. Hopefully there's some goodwill coming in for a new library director if they've been appointed by the trustees to show a confidence in them. So hopefully they're starting off uh, on a positive note. They are starting off. They're very excited. The trustees are excited to have them. 
But this is why we have a, a phone line <laughs> to the state library. There's a couple other of us here that answer library law questions. Trustees have different reasons for hiring, of course, different types of library directors because of the, their own vision that they have, what they want to see in a library director, and also what they want to see by the, in the way of library collections and programming. And you've got to really get to know that. And there is a sort of a political back and forth between the mayor be, and between the elected officials, the council and town, the way they view the library. And it can be, you know, sort of overwhelming for a brand new library director to navigate this landscape where the trustees are their bosses and their job really is to answer to the trustees and to educate the trustees on library law and different issues. Is there an advantage to this in that they can one by one get to know the trustees? I mean, do they pick them off? What's the, what's the strategy here? I think the strategy is that just like you're going to hang back a little bit with your staff, you're going to hang back a little bit with your trustees and get to know sort of the lay of the land and the politics of, of the trustee board. You'll have several people that may be on there for many, many years. You have new trustees coming in, just like you're a new library director or you come in with a lot of fresh ideas. Well, when sometimes you're getting younger trustees on board and they're coming in with fresh ideas and, and they want to change things. So you need to really learn what your trustees are expecting from you, what their vision is for the library, and how are you going to how are you going to be the one that brings maybe a variety of visions for the library together. At the same time, you're going to be advising them about trends in libraries, the future of libraries. You're going to be bringing a lot of information to them, and also when you see that perhaps they may not be following you know, sort of the library rules, when the library director starts telling the trustees what to do in a very authoritative manner, this often does not work out well, especially when you have the mayor on board. Your, your job is to educate them. Sounds like a pretty tricky balancing act, because if there's two things we know about humans, uh, it's that they hate change and they hate being told what to do. Yep. And in these interactions with staff and trustees, you're, you're doing both of these things. Yeah, so, so the, you, can, you can see that it's a very difficult position that the, the new library director is in and learning to negotiate this landscape, which is why I say just hang back for a little bit. Staff and trustees, it's all about personalities at the individual level. What about uh, focusing on the community? It's more of a macro level. What's your advice there? I'd like to say that the library is not yours. It's theirs. The community owns the library, not you and not the staff. And so everything you do in response to the community needs, their taxes are paying for it. And everything that you do from your selections to books and materials, to your programming that you're doing in the library, to your outreach into the community must be done with the community's needs in mind. And that means that a library director and trustees need to get out of the library and find out who your neighbors are, who's in your community, who are you not serving, you already know who's coming in your library. They're going to tell you what they want and they're going to tell you what they need. But you're going to be missing so many people if you don't get out of your office. This is the main section of your strategic plan. 
you've got to find out who these people are. You've got to do it sort of by any means necessary, whether you're holding focus groups, whether you, you have to go out to multiple places, you know, and hold meetings, whether you do surveys and phone surveys, whether you're doing, you know, social media type things, um, whether you have to get people to go into communities where maybe you don't speak the same language that they do. This is the most important thing to me, that you know your community, that you find out who you're not serving. This is why I like some of the younger librarians, bring the services out to them. I'm assuming that's especially true if you've got, uh, I mean, New Jersey is increasingly diverse. Most uh, diverse state. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a new library director has to come in there and really get out and talk face-to-face and listen face-to-face. Especially um, if they're new to that community. Especially. Absolutely. Um, in doing a lot of work with uh, emergency management people, uh, it's, it's been absolutely, you know, fascinating, really. So I had an emergency manager say to me, you know, you've got to think about um, if you're going to be serving the community after a disaster. You have communities, uh, particularly maybe Asian communities, that they don't have a lot of food on hand because they shop fresh every day. So they're going to run out of food right away. Now, who would have thought of that? So you may have a community of people who are going to right away run out of fresh supplies after after a disaster. But if you knew your community and you knew their needs, you would know that already. And so uh, that's why I think it's important to do is to really get out there, do whatever it is to to discover the the hidden communities within the more visible ones in your town. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Well, this has been really helpful, Michelle. Uh, uh, Before we say uh, goodbye, anything else you want to say to a brand new library director? For a brand new library director, this is one of the most exciting and rewarding fields that you can work in. I think the job of a library director is absolutely fun, fascinating, hard work, but very rewarding work. I couldn't picture myself you know, doing anything else at the time when I worked as, as a library director. I loved it so much. It's such a rewarding job to be part of the community. It's just so exciting with the things that libraries are doing. Sometimes it's a little bit scary because, you know, now we have to do programming in the library, like active shooter and, you know, uh, mental health crises and how to administer Narcan. And so there's this whole other, you know, we didn't even even touch on that, you know, but um, there's a whole other side to it. But by and large, it's an exciting profession and Take a chance. If you have the opportunity to move up into that position, give it a shot. And I think that it would you'll find it very, very rewarding. Give yourself some breathing space when you first get the position to kind of learn the lay of the land and learn the ropes first. And, you know, as far as people in New Jersey, they always have the state library that they could call. Uh, you're not alone when you need to navigate Uh, some of the trickier issues of being a library director. As always, a pleasure, Michelle. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for being with us. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Julia. It's nice to talk to you both again. It was great that Michelle could give us so much time because she is a very busy person. And I'm hoping we can have her back sometime. I'd love to have her back to talk about emergency preparedness. There's, Absolutely. A, there's a whole episode right there. Yeah. I like the, the idea that she recognized the difference between somebody who's new, new and somebody who's old, new. That 
has always been my experience. It's harder to go in to um, all of a sudden be in a different role with people that you work with for years. I just like that she says that millennials are going to save us all because yeah. <laughs> as, as a millennial who has apparently destroyed our our world, uh, yes, we're coming. We're coming to save. Well, in spite of all the okay boomer stuff, <laughs> I think I think most boomers are saying hip hip hooray, you know, hip, welcome, hip, yeah. But yeah, to your point, those millennials are in a tricky situation when they come in and they've been friends. Now they're the boss. How to navigate that? And that cultural issue. It's not just the the new old, it's also the age differences, the mm-hmm. generational issues. And I think that, that that brings in cultural cultural issues. I also uh, uh, appreciate the fact that Michelle is so committed to the community input. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing like walking those sidewalks and getting to know people face to face. I know a lot of librarians lately you know, are joining Rotary or joining other kinds of civic organizations. So they're out there uh, really listening closely to to what's happening in their communities. Something we, we didn't talk about during the episode uh, is how we, throughout a strategic planning process, one of our recommended methodologies is to do executive interviews with leaders throughout the community. Michelle talked a lot about boots on the ground uh, and surveys, focus groups, things like that. But we didn't touch on forming personal connections with community leaders, the folks that are uh, running the United Way or uh, civic organizations or church leaders, things like that. So as important as it is to develop close relationships, close boundary relationships with your staff and your trustees, it's also important to get out there and early on uh, form a connection with those those folks who are movers and shakers throughout the community. I agree. And I, I think that Michelle's uh, advice to, to new directors um, is advice to all directors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get to get to know your community and keep and and stay out there. It's so easy to become. You know, all of us have this where we just become so busy with our day to day, so overwhelmed. Yeah, right. Yeah. How do you get out of your office? Right. And and, but see there's the world. never a better time than when you're brand new. Mm-hmm. There also seems to be a tension between the need to sit back and observe, listen, get the lay of the land. And the expectations from trustees that the director is going to start delivering because you can't swoop in and change everything immediately. Staff will revolt. But at the same time, the trustees have brought you into the role. You've set their expectations high. You have to deliver for them. That's why communication is so important. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Michelle talked about one-on-one conversations, but also uh, following up with a memo. I don't think there's anything that can take the place of honest communication. Here's where we are. Here's where I anticipate we're being. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have to deliver. Sure. Or if you don't deliver, you have to be able to, to explain to trustees, you know, what's happening. Set the expectations. Explain your strategy for, yes, I still plan to do these big things, but here's the phased approach I'm going to take and why that's so necessary. And there's nothing wrong with a lighter touch. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy the time that you have as a new library director but also share that joy with your staff and with your trustees. This should be a cause for celebration, a new director coming on. As Michelle said, hang in there. You're not alone. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Advancing America's Libraries. If you have any topic requests, tweet us at Ivy Group or email contact at ivygroup.com. 
the Advancing America's Libraries podcast is produced by the Ivy Group, a full-service strategic planning and marketing firm based in Charlottesville, Virginia. Connect with us on Twitter, at Ivy Group, to follow our adventures and share your own library experiences.